0: This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, leader of Team Jacked and Fanny Packed, and you're listening to
1: the j Podcast.
0: Damn. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan. Join us as CWE celebrates nine damn years. The ninth anniversary tour, May 10th through June 3rd across five Canadian provinces. Check out cwecanada.ca for more information. This is Ryan Bowman, editor in chief of the and you're listening to the JK Podcast.
2: The JK Podcast is brought to you by caller and elbowbrand.com. Collar and Elbow was founded on the traditional values of professional wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product intended to connect with people on an emotional level. A symbiotic relationship where one cannot flourish without the other. We strive to create a product that embodies our passion for professional wrestling, expressed through street fashion. Make sure to use our offer code JKPODCAST and get yourself 10% off any purchase you make at CollarAndElbowBrand.com he right, is, Big Joe and Carl Carafel here on the J&K Podcast. What's going on? What's up, guys? It's been a pretty eventful week around the, here on the JK Podcast. You know, we've featured uh, all this past week. Looks like still going into this week. Uh, so we you know, definitely appreciate all of the new followers and new listeners. And for those of you who are just listening uh, now, you're, you're in for a treat. Uh, if you're a pro wrestling fan and occasionally if you're a fan of technology, we also do cover some of the other major things that happen around the, uh, the technology business. As usual, before we get into that pro wrestling discussion, though, we will do our, our usual sound clip that we like to do. And this, of course, involves our friends at The Simpsons. They are regular now on this uh, podcast, and we are going to listen to Mr. Troy McClure teach us a little bit about what makes up every human body, the DNA.
0: For me, I think the film should answer all your questions. Have you ever wondered why fat parents have fat children? Or why Chinese parents have Chinese children? It's no coincidence. It's because of D-N-A. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such medical films as Alice Doesn't Live Anymore. And Mommy, What's Wrong With That Man's Face?
1: But Mr. McClure, what is DNA?
0: What the? Oh, hi, Billy. Let's find out together. DNA is God's recipe for making you. You take a dash of Dad, a pinch of Mom, then we bake for nine months and... Mmm, that's good Billy.
2: Mr. McClure, what does DNA stand for? So, there we go. Um, Expecting uh, kind of an explanation and uh, getting caught off guard and that's where the clip ends.
1: Yeah, always, always just classic (laughs) Simpsons right there.
2: So, uh, some good stuff there. All right. Well, there's been uh, some stuff going around uh, the wrestling business uh, this week. Uh, Of course, uh, Backlash just happened uh, recently. But, um, you know, there's some other stuff that we want to cover too. And, uh, you know, this, uh, of course, revolves you know around uh, this pay-per-view and just the pay-per-views in general happening in in WWE. And that's, uh, you know, just are there too many of them now? Are things getting watered down? You know, you know. To start with myself, I would definitely say that, you know, comparing things today from when we originally started watching in the original, the Hulk Hogan, the Macho Man days, it definitely feels with as many that that there are now that it doesn't feel as special. I think, you know, for for me, that's how I kind of feel it. It just, it doesn't feel as special and as cool and as anticipated and exciting because there's so many of them.
1: Nowadays, there really is. I mean, you're looking at, um, you know, going from one pay-per-view to another, to another, to another, to another, you know, and then they're doing ones overseas now, you know, like they just, they just had the one in Saudi Arabia and then now we got backlash and, you know, like it just seems like they're, they're all really too close together to really have any time to build any type of storyline for anything um it kind of feels watered down because if you are doing storyline you're you're essentially doing it at this big show and then on tv and then there's oh another big show and the same thing is happening again. And then, Oh, it's on TV again. Yeah. So it, it's really a rehash of things that's coming into these big shows when they should be a spectacular.
2: And what the really puzzling thing, you know, to myself and maybe somebody who's fairly new, I think is likely, uh, Possibly picking up on this, I think you mentioned you know so many pay per views. Raw being a three hour show, Smack being, SmackDown being a two hour show, which I, I think is kind of the you know the sweet spot for wrestling show. Uh, two hours, I think, is, is a good target to shoot for. That you know with with all this time and all these pay per views, you know especially Raw being that three hour show, with things being rehashed and like that, it shouldn't be happening. You have all this time to work work with all this talent. You know there should be a wide array of storylines going on and and ongoing things. It confuses me so much why things are being repeated and rehashed and not fully fleshed out. You have so much time and so many opportunities and so much talent. Yeah, it's it's a. I'm literally scratching my head just thinking about it. I
1: was talking with the father-in-law today, who is a wrestling fan as well, and and he he kind of says, you know, like, oh, when when are they gonna you know split up the bar? Right? Like, they don't need to be together. There's two two more guys that you can put into a different storyline. Yeah. He says, when are they going to do something with um, the Miztourage? Just break them up. If they're not going to be put with some sort of group, just break them up now. Yeah. Let them go on their separate ways and give them maybe a storyline together where they're facing each other. There's some sort of fallout that happens between the two of them. And, you know, like they've got all these different talents that they kind of just at one point threw into tag teams and was like, here you go. Now go out there and do your best to try to win a tag team championship. And now there's so many legit tag teams that these other ones that were thrown together. Don't stand a chance. No, they don't. They're being kind of pushed to the wayside. And I mean it's it's about time that you kind of break them out, especially if you're going to have these long shows. You have the time, you have the opportunity to be able to make good storylines with the Uber amount of talent that you have. And it just seems like
2: they're falling short. Especially when you have these full and legitimate uh, tag teams, you know, especially in NXT coming up, you have you know War Machine. You have heavy machinery. The, those two guys, I mean, they're just—they're a fully packaged and fleshed-out tag team, you know. And then when you have over on the main roster like these kind of thrown together ones, like Miz and Curtis, like the Bar, you know, these guys, you know, yeah, you know, okay, the occasional tag team thing is good for, I think, a short period of time, but the Bar, especially, I think it's gone on a little too long, and I think Cesaro specifically, have yeah. been suffering that because there's a guy as, as a singles wrestler is. Probably one of the better ones out there, but he doesn't get a chance to really showcase. No, you you have you have a Curtis Axel, which I think is is a guy who has been severely underused by the WWE, and honestly surprised that he's still there. He must make a pretty good paycheck, but uh, you know, um, you know, with with Impact picking up a lot of steam, I think that you know that there are some names that I could possibly see. You know, if money isn't really a factor with them anymore, if they're looking just to, you know, kind of. You know, showcase their craft. You know, which is professional wrestling. I think you know, uh, Impact is picking up a lot of steam now. Uh, oh, yeah. I've, I've gone back and you know, on the Xbox One, the Global Wrestling Network app is on there now. You can watch you know the most recent episodes for free and subscribe and whatnot. You know, tons of good content now. Uh, Impact is is getting up there again. So I think that uh, some of these guys that are kind of caught in that wrestling, you know, kind of purgatory like Chris Axel and whatnot, I think it, you know maybe should you know. See what else is out there because uh right now WWE you know is misusing them.
1: Definitely they are, and I mean it's it's clear you could see right from uh you know somebody like Cody, who has gone out perfect example and, and yeah, and I mean we've talked about this before, but he's gone out and he has made maybe not so much a better household name for himself because Ring of Honor in New Japan really aren't household promotions
2: it's getting there it, it,
1: but they are getting there Ooh, and yeah. i mean cody has stated that that you know he's he's much happier Um makes more money which i mean could be could not be i don't know i mean that could be just kayfabe going on right now yeah but um yeah i mean like he, you can just see in him that he is so much happier with what he is doing right now on the independent scenes as opposed to on the mainstream with the WWE,
2: it makes you wonder creatively what happens like in New Japan, Ring of Honor, and whatnot. Uh, you know, are, are these guys kind of given, you know the the creative control to just kind of come up with all the stuff on their own, and then it just being approved by the company, or is there a creative aspect to uh, behind the scenes like in New Japan, like with WWE? Makes me wonder because you know, you know that's cool to a certain extent, but you know. What could potentially happen? I'm not saying it will, but you know, as an example, you look at WCW, and there was a place, you know, where your, your Hulk Hogan's and whatnot, you know, had too much control and too much pull, and then you see what happens, right? Yeah. So you got to be careful these independent promotions, like especially Ring of Our New Japan. They're they're slowly, you know, working together and kind of climbing the ladder here. In you know, I will not say necessarily maybe catching up to WWE because I don't. Th- think they need to compete directly against them even though they kind of are trying to you know they you know just kind of need to do their own thing and, and just not risk you know getting too cute uh, trying to compete with too much of WWE because you know, there's been times where they're almost trying to show in the same cities at the same night and everything so I, I, th- I think that you know that's not something that you don't need to go there. No definitely not. So now looking into into this too with uh, all this you know, we don't want to criticize wrestling too much as well because uh, there's actually an inter- interesting uh, post here that you know kind of goes a little bit well, to, to do, kind of goes along with this as well. You know, because uh, you know criticizing wrestling too much, you know, has some side effects too. And I think um, this is a good example, and somebody who wrote it very well. And this is uh, professional wrestler Frankie Kazarian. Yep. And this is right from his Twitter and. Uh, I'll just read the post. It says, "I liked it when people were fans, when nobody knew who the Booker was or cared. Nobody asked who wrote the segment, who was on the creative team uh, was not even remotely a thought." Yes, everything evolves, which is positive along the way. However, we've forgotten to just be fans. And I would, you know, definitely agree to that to a certain extent. Like you and I were talking the other day that, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, you know, something that's, that's gone. You know, we watched that, and it was always followed directly by after by uh wrestling i believe it was wcw at the time we didn't know if it was live it was pre-recorded or any kind of any of the stuff we just watched it and we enjoyed it for what it was
1: until eric bischoff told us that you know yeah they were live and <laughs> yeah. even then yeah. you kind of doubted it a little bit because it was yeah. all just uh just a big you know magic show it almost felt like right because mm-hmm. you just as a fan back then you you didn't have the internet to be able to do this, this, this type of stuff and and be able to put this stuff out there. I mean, you had, you had tape trading,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? You had underground tape trading where you would tape something off of the TV and you would, you know, mail it to your buddy and he'd mail it off and he'd mail it off and he'd mail it off. And you know, like that's, that's how it was back then. So, I mean, it was, it was a, a different time, different situations, do I necessarily think that we've forgotten to just be fans? I don't think so. I mean, everything evolves and everything kind of, um, how do I put this? Everything really takes a different shape over the years. Right. So, I mean, for, for myself, I'm still a fan. I mean, I'm still a fan of professional wrestling for ever, you know? And it's, not that I've lost being a fan, mm-hmm. but I just have a little bit more insight and knowledge, yeah, to be a better fan.
2: You know, I, I like to think that on this podcast, you know, at least when we do our turnbuckle talk discussion, that we kind of bridge that gap, you know, or we don't want to reveal too much and, you know, and, and still kind of approach it from the, the fan aspect as well. You know, it, it is a, a fine line to ride. And I, I think that we do it well. So, you know, that's definitely something that, uh, you know, that, you know, when it comes to even just looking for topics to do this podcast, you know, you know, try to steer too clear from the steer clear from the dirt sheets and, and, you know, not to, you know, reveal too much of the insider knowledge because, you know, the, the kayfabe is, you know, I wouldn't say completely dead, but, you know, is was on life support, but, you know, I, I think small independent shows, I think is where it's still, you know, I would say, you know, close to, you know, still thriving, you know, so especially, you know, compared to, like, WWE and whatnot, where we know so much behind the scenes or like that. Oh, yeah. You know, this is still alive to a certain extent in the the small independent shows, which, thankfully, you know, are still pretty abundant, so. Definitely they are. And, you know, another byproduct of, you know, the social media and stuff like that is, you know, something that kind of happened recently with a Bobby Lashley and getting out there that supposedly he had been released by the, the WWE. Hmm. But it turned out that somebody had mistaken and i don't know if it was something on wwe's end or what happened here so somebody just you know happened to scroll back to 2007 or 2008 i believe to when uh you know lashley was re- released from the company previously and uh i basically posted it as you know i don't know who did it originally but uh posted it basically as it was currently happening and uh it was not the case <laughs> and a lot of back and forth happening on social media on the internet
1: Whatever. There's honestly, there is a, a lot of that that happens and it's it's unfortunate that people, um, you know, kind of take a look at some of these deep dirt sheets and stuff like that and just, you know, click share, 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 share without actually taking the time to really sit there and read it or look at it or even look at a date to find out exactly when this happened or better yet, go to www.com or impactwrestling.com or ringofhonor.com and find out from the source themselves.
2: And one particular, because I, I, I strolled, scrolled, scroll through some of these feeds myself and one in particular made me really chuckle and giggle inside because of the, it had, um, it was one of those posted where it showed like the whole link, the whole URL and stuff. And it actually right in there had the date 2007 and the guy was like, "Oh, I'm so disappointed. Bobby Lashley was one of my heroes or anything. And somebody, somebody had, uh, somebody other than myself put a comment in there like, dude, read your actual link that you posted, it says 2007 right inside there. Wow. And it was just like, oh, you know, I think they ended up taking it down or, you know, whatever. But, uh, yep. Yeah, all I'll say is, you know, the internet is a, is a good source of information. It is not a perfect source for information. It is no. far from it. Trust <laughs> me, because, uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there, even on some, you know, pretty reputable sites. So be careful what you read and what you believe to be truth. Is all I'll say. Definitely. So I think a good uh, topic to end off uh, talking about here is something I you know I don't think uh, is something on too many people's minds, and I think it should because I, I think it's getting close to this time you know, for this particular wrestler. I, I'm talking about Mr. John Cena. I, I think it's getting close to it being a real kind of crossroads in his career. Because, you know, even at, um, you know, at WrestleMania especially, you, you see that, uh, you know, the type of match that he had with the Undertaker, not, not to, to criticize it because we've already discussed it, but, you know, just the way that that match kind of unfolded, I mean, very un-John Cena-esque, you know.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. And it, 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 I don't know if it's that he doesn't have the passion for it anymore or if he's just too you know getting too tired or too yeah. worn out or, or what it is but um it, it it's almost kind of rock-esque where you know the rock had gone out and he started doing you know hollywood stuff and mm-hmm. you know he kind of had to make a decision from there do i continue with the pro wrestling or do i continue on to hollywood and try this out and i think it's almost kind of time for that with john cena
2: yeah because uh you know obviously you know Criticize him for his character and everything as much as as you will. You know when you go and actually look at the professional wrestling that he did. I mean, you can't argue with the accomplishments. You know some of the, the moments. You know, picking up Edge and Big Show in one single maneuver. You know, some of the matches that he's had with he's you know he's wrestled all the, all the best. You know that he was available to wrestle. You know, so you can't deny his accomplishments. You know, but outside of wrestling recently, especially. And he's had some fun doing some stuff and, you know, has done some movies, some TVs, some YouTube stuff. And I thought I'd uh, play, you know, at least part of one to give you kind of uh, an example of what he's capable of doing outside of the the professional wrestling business. So let's uh, listen to a little bit of this.
0: Hi, I'm John Cena. It's time to get social once again through media with another edition of Thirst Tweets. Let's begin, shall we? I want John Cena to choke me with his biceps. Bye. Well, my biceps don't have hands and or a mechanism to cut off your circulation. I could technically choke you with my elbow, but a bicep would be extremely difficult. John Cena just came on the TV and it took all my energy not to lick the screen. Well, there's been studies shown that licking television screens could possibly be hazardous to your health. I know the LEDs are low wattage emissions, but don't let the clean picture fool you. Licking the screen can cause long-term damage, such as a loss of eyesight, and urge to lick screens. Thank you, Trainwreck movie, for allowing me to see John Cena's butt and a silhouette of his dick. Thank you. Well, here's the inside scoop on that. With nowadays uh, wax prosthetics, that actually wasn't my butt. It was two Christmas hams painted in a flesh color. Watching John Cena speak passionately about diversity makes me want to let him crush me with his thighs. Thighs are made for a lot of things. Crushing human beings was not one. I will stick to squats. Thank you very much. John Cena is hot as hell. You could fry an egg on his ass. I'd eat that egg too. Okay, mom. Crying smiley face emoji. Crying smiley face emoji. Eyes closed surgical mask emoji. Intense crying emoji. Yeah, obviously. So there you go.
2: A little bit from uh, from BuzzFeed. uh, John Cena doing his uh, thirst tweets uh, bit, which he's uh, done a few of them now. So you you can see that uh, you know. the guy has some uh, some chops when it comes to comedy. Uh, that, that bit was kind of like a, almost kind of like a dry kind of comedy, but uh, you know if that's your, your cup of tea and if you find that that's funny, I mean, I mean I've watched that a few times and uh, you know some good stuff there. He, he's obviously capable of uh, doing more than just wrestling.
1: Yeah, he definitely is. I mean, he. <sighs> He he really does have the talent to be able to go out there and uh, do movies and do television shows and do uh, you know Buzzfeed stuff and do yep. you know and really anything that he wants. He he's just he's got that voice. He's got that look. He's got that personality. He, he he's got it, right. So I mean, yep. does he really need to continue on with the professional wrestling business now? After this long, I I would have to say no. I mean, he can go and try something different and see. How much further mm-hmm. he can get himself by doing something different
2: now do you think that he should have some type of you know full-on re- uh, retirement match like say you know rick flair or you know should he just you know kind of slowly fade away or or just end it now um really i think that that he, he can just kind of uh,
1: slowly slowly go yeah. slowly leave and when he does that, he will then be able to, you know, still have that one last match that, you know, yeah. he can come out and, and can then finally be his retirement match, uh, when the right person comes along. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, That's tough. It, it, it definitely is tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at how long it was, you know, with Ric Flair before, you know, a full retirement match with Shawn Michaels. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you gotta really be able to have that right person to be able to come in and do a proper retirement match so to kind of just let him slowly go and then give him the opportunity for a full-on afterwards is how i would do it
2: and i think if if personally if i had to pick a person for cena to have a retirement match with one near the the top of my list is probably never going to be available and i won't even mention his name because honestly there's no reason to my second clear choice for me would be Randy Orton for him to have a retirement match with.
1: That's exactly who I was thinking.
2: So I th- I think, you know, their their careers have gone very parallel to each other. You know, they started, you know, NOVW together, you know, along with Brock Lesnar and some other people. You know, I, th- I think just, you know, th- their careers have been very paralleled. And I think, you know, I think it's the right person to do it. Just a matter of when. Is it going to be a WrestleMania? Is it going to be something else? time will only tell but i'll call it now that i think when cena does have and if he does have an actual retirement match like you lose you're done i think randy orton will be the one that they use will we be correct we will just have to wait and see that's right so i think it's a good way uh to end off this week here carl but uh, let's uh tell everybody about our social
1: media Definitely. Our social medias, we are available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find it by searching at JK Podcasts. That's with an
2: S at the end, JK Podcasts. Absolutely. And for listening to the episode itself, of course, you can find us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and of course where we've been featured in that featured section and have gained uh, close to 150 followers now on Podbean at jnkpodcast.podbean.com and, of course, on that Podbean app by searching Joe and Carl Podcast. You can find us there. And go check out some old uh, episodes if you want as well. Those are all still posted up there. We don't take them down as we go. We've kept the whole archive there. So go nuts and uh, listen to everything we got. Also, make sure and check out our friends at thegorillaposition.com. Ryan Bowman, editor-in-chief. Over there does a lot of awesome work. If you appreciate the Pro Wrestling Illustrated approach when it comes to editorial about the pro wrestling business, that is the place to go. There are also some other podcasts featured there as well, including us, and just a a great place to go and catch up and to look into and read about the professional wrestling business. Perfect. All right, so we'll see you guys on the next one. Ciao. This is the Top Gun Chase Bridge and you're listening to the j and K podcast.
1: This is ECW original, the enforcer, CW Anderson. I'm listening and always listen to Turnbroker Talk with Joe and Carl, not only because I am an Anderson, because these guys are extreme.